Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to the toast. It's Thursday. Yay. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, everyone's all about Friday, which that was like a dark time for millennial culture. But what about Thursday? Yeah, every yay. Every day is a yay when you're with your sister. No, that, yes. But every day is a yay when you're alive. Wow, you're going to go so far as to say that. I am. I'm, I'm feeling hopeful today. Hopeful for what? That I might get this trip that I'm trying to plan in like one day off the ground. I, it was really difficult. You know, Ben is being like a diva. He's like, I have a job. I'm like, okay, and? like, Yes, and? No, your wife is trying to plan like a last minute getaway for, for you know, to the gods, to St. Bart's. And like, you're being like uh, whiny about it? Yeah, no, he's too busy for St. Bart's. But I'm here on the other side pushing you to go. Jackie's been very, very um, influential in my decision making. I won't let her give up. I was just watching the Taylors. I feel like I didn't even talk about this on the main show. I talked about it on Patreon. Where it all goes down. Taylor Strecker and Taylor Donahue have been in St. Bart's for like a month. And it's just like, I'm so jealous. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like, I have free will. I am a dink. Dual income, no children, no kids, excuse me. Um, and like, I need to be taking advantage of that. You know, I have disposable income and I have, you know, a flexible job and I have nothing really tying me down. I mean, I've been here for two weeks. Like, and it's just, it's not enough. Like I need to go even further south, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I might go to St. Bart's on Wednesday, even though like nobody told you, like you need $2 million to go to St. Bart's, like in, in a in a decent way. I feel I'm like- I'm not even looking like you, so luxe. That could have been surmised. Yeah, it's just like a little bit annoying, but you know what? Like I'm investing in my happiness. I'm investing in my future and it's fine. And these are the days these where you can are... do things such as these things. Right, right. So that's just like kind of what I'm like, I'm feeling like, I'll know by the end of day today, like if this trip is happening. And if I have anything to say about it, it will be happening. I just need Ben to like shut the fuck up. Like if he came to me and was like, I'm planning everything, just like cancel work for a few days. I'd be like, done. It's a dream. Thanks, just show Daddy. up, pack your bag. No, like I'm planning everything. Like I'm making it happen. And and by the way, I'm planning it in such a fabulous way where it's like, we'll have some sexy alone time, but we also have friends there. And what I'm surmising is St. Bart's is the type of place you want to go with friends. It's like very fun. So I'm like, I couldn't have like done this more perfectly. Yeah. The tailors are open to extending their trip to spend a few days with us. Like everybody's working around the clock and Ben's is like, like oh, you have to work. Like, shut up. And it's like, we all have to work, right. but we're going to move things around. We're going to figure it out. We're going to do audio only episodes, perhaps, or maybe- Cancel well, a few shows. Yeah, I might cancel a few well, shows. here's the thing. And I'm sure people are like, Jax, you're so supportive that you always are pushing turdy to she do great things. She has an ulterior things. motive. I have my own two motives. First motive is that if she goes next week to St. Bart's, I mean, she's staying in Florida until next week. Well, actually- Ben doesn't like that idea either. Ben's like, let's go home and get our okay, stuff. So Ben has to go. You know, Ben is honestly, because if it weren't, by the way, if it were not for Ben, I would be in St. Bart's today. I was planning on leaving today. First of all, and he can't even relate to you because you don't need to go home and get your stuff. I have stuff for you. Yeah. What if you wore all new stuff? You Like you can go shopping in my closet. Fabulous. And I said, Ben, I'm like, we can go to the mall. So we're, we're not in the middle of nowhere. Like, what do you need? Three bathing suits? Like, also, you're a like, man. His sister can go and send things from your apartment. I said, I'm like, we can have someone go get our passports. And he's like, I don't want people rifling through my underwear. I'm like, okay, that I actually do understand. Why is your passport with your underwear? It's not actually. It's with my makeup. Beautiful. So it's just like, he is not down to like live on the edge. And he's just acting like, He's not acting like he's a 30-year-old with no children and, you know, and disposable. He's just not acting like, he's acting like a grandpa and he's giving ball and chain energy and he's kind of dragging me down because, by the way, it's just so important. If there if there was no Ben, I would be in St. Barnes right now. I was planning on leaving today and he was like, that's crazy. Let's go next week. And I'm like, okay. So I had to push my trip back a week. Like, 
I no, would be on my way So right Ben now. and I were aligned on going next weekend because the second part of why this is in my best interest is because next weekend I am going away for a few days. And so the toast was going to be like a little rinky dink, rinky dink, either audio only, or maybe even one day with a guest and like one day canceled. But if Claudia and I are both off, we can just like properly take off those days, like both vacate yeah. and then come back and do it together as opposed to being rinky ding. So like just get into your heads that there might not be a toast Thursday, Friday, and Monday next week. Like just prepare yourselves. But you know what? There will be new merch and Patreon. Yeah, of course. I'm not worried about the girls on Patreon, but like if everybody could just like message Ben and be like, embrace your inner dink, you that think, would be great. You think that would help? What, what, what would help? Maybe like I should, we should have like a really crazy day with the kids of like maybe give them red 40 and, and, and have them, them be, with the boys. No, and have them be wild in so much so that Ben will be like, wow, if we don't go to St. Bart's now, we never will. No, that's not going to do anything for Ben. Like, you really don't think so? I don't know what. He won't get like understand like the, the ink of dink. He is pissing me off. Like he's pissing me off. Like I wish somebody would be like, listen, I planned everything. I'm gonna have it's a dream. It's literally like one of your books. He doesn't even know how lucky he like, is. Like pack your bags, he we're going like to St. Bart's. Yeah, it's like I'm being like annoying and crazy. He's like, well, why don't we go somewhere closer? I'm like, first of all, like I've already planned everything, so shut up. Two, like I want to go to St. Bart's, like period. It's not far. Yeah, I mean, it's not close. Like we could just take a direct flight from here to like Turks and Caicos, Puerto Rico. Yeah, we do have to take like a little rinky-dink submarine to get there. But like whatever, I, I coordinated feel, it. I, and I feel like if anyone would have a hang-up about that, it'd be you, not him. He's no. he's fine with all that. And don't worry, like I found the best company. It's like a private charter. Like I have handled things. And he's like, just such Maybe a Maybe it's just like me and you should go. Jackie, let's leave today. Like I, the thing is, and it's like, I keep seeing these pictures. And I don't know if it's, is it like the time of year where everybody's on vacation? Everyone I know President's is somewhere. weekend. No, but like right now in this, like everyone is somewhere and I'm not. Well, you are in Florida, but still you're working. working. We're, we're sitting here working. We're working harder than I've ever worked before. Literally. So it's just like, it's sick. I hate Ben because I would be in St. Bart's right now if it weren't for Ben. And I should have never gotten married. Damn, turdy. Yeah, I said it. He's being, every time I bring it up, he's like, like I'm being so annoying. I'm like, but first of all, like literally why don't, like, I'll just go stay with the Taylors. They would love to have me. I'll sleep on their couch. Like, he's being... So, honestly, bringing Ben makes the trip more expensive. Like, totally. Fuck it. You have to work? Okay, go work. Go. I'll be inside Bart's. Don't at me. Don't look for me. You can't find me. You should go regardless. I'll go tomorrow. Like, if it were up to me. No, 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 no. no. That doesn't work. See, that doesn't work. For your schedule. For yeah. Our. We're yeah, an, we're an us. Next week works for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Ben needs a real... Like... It's disappointing. That's all I'll say. We'll work on him today. He needs to do better. He's like not even excited about it. I feel like I'm dragging him to St. Bart's. Like, like an ungrateful toddler. No, he's real problems. So it's just kind of what's going on in my life. Yeah. So that's why I feel hopeful. Like, I do feel like this trip will happen. Like, I really do. I feel like if you want something to happen, it's go. it will happen. Yeah. Like, I think where we've been, though, is like you haven't made up your mind yet no no I want to go but it definitely like is a lot of money I didn't realize yeah. like, it's like a different type of of island it's not like and I love to travel and there are places that are more expensive this is like notorious like my friend texted me he was like <laughs> you will have the best time you spend five thousand dollars a day every lunch is 375 dollars a person like it's just this place that's like known to be expensive so I need to wrap my head around like the money of it all maybe like take a brand deal I wouldn't normally take just like pay for the trip like you know? get on cameo yeah 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 but like I feel good about it 
I feel good about it. Should I start to go find me? Do you guys feel bad for me? The, same, the thing is, is that you guys like this life that I live, like I make it look easy and I make it look fun. And it's just, it's not as easy as it looks. I think you should get on Cameo and fund your trip. Done. Like the thing is, it's like, whatever, what is money? You know, it's a social construct. It's, it's not. No, it is. We have this conversation like once a year. About social says, contracts in about general. Money. If is money a social con? Well, yes, money is a social contract. Oh, value, but the value and because like, even if we didn't have money, like we would barter. There is inherent value in goods and services. Goods, yeah, goods and services. You know, when it's like everything in like St. Bart's is like in a euro, and so I'm like, okay, so if it's like five euros, it's like two dollars. No, it's more. Yeah, I always think euros to dollars. I'm like, okay, so five to five. Like, no, not not these days. Like, it's more. Yeah. So between like the currency exchange and just like living the Vita Loca and my annoying ass husband, like I was just kind of, I mean, went through it today, you guys. And I don't, I'm not saying this for sympathy, even though you should feel bad for me. I'm just saying, saying what you to know, like my life, like it's hard. It's harder than it looks. Exactly. Like, I'm Thank you for opening up, Turdy. You know, that's what we do here on the show. We talk about difficult things, you know? <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. I feel like maybe I should just like take charge, like get Ben's stuff sent here and just like he can fuck all the way off. I know. Make it happen. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. We're also going to make happen an amazing show An amazing show. Because especially if you're going, like we need to leave them. Wanting more. Feeling good. Yeah, satiated. Satiated. Got to satiate that palate. So it's kind of like our, you know, Thursday episode. Yeah. And what is it giving? It's giving random ass. Oh, the stories. <laughs> swear jar. Put a coin in the swear jar. It's giving random ass. Random jar. ass. Um, but I love that for us. I love that too. How was your morning? Like, I'm just feeling like I'm wearing a pink sweater. You're wearing my pink sweater. Yeah, and I'm wearing my jeans again. I feel like everyone's it's just kind of been like the undercurrent of this week's episodes. Like, Claudia wearing jeans every day. You know what? I have a thought. About I jeans? I want to try on your jeans. <gasps> Right now? No, no. Okay. But like in general. Take them. Like I have- I'm going to try them on after. Yeah. The, so I bought three pairs. If you watch the vlog um, on our Patreon, I bought, I bought three pairs that of, Ab, of Abercrombie jeans. They're all different. Two light wash, one like a charcoal. One has a, a rip in one knee. The other has a rip in two knees. The other, no rips. And these I think are my favorite ones. I've been wearing them. I've worn them three times now. I don't know the name and I know that's not helpful to anyone. It's in the vlog on patreon.com. And it's on my LTK too. But- it's just kind of crazy, this renaissance I'm having with jeans. And they're also, like, not that uncomfortable. No, you look cozy. I feel fine. I'm wearing a boys' lie set. Super cozy. I almost wore that set in white today. Like, thank God how embarrassing without a bit. Why? We're so cute when we're twins. True. Yeah. No, it's been a busy morning. We did um, doctor's appointments this morning. Two and years and six months. And it was a busy night. And it was a busy night. I really didn't get a lot of sleep, so forgive me for no, but anything I'm, that happens. Uh, but I'm talking about, like, what were you doing before you went to sleep? Love is Blind. What did you get up to? I got up to where you were when the new episodes dropped. Okay, so, so Jackie has the new episodes ahead of her. That's yeah. actually, like, very good progress. Okay. I really, I watched as much as I could, then I stopped watching at, like, 11.45. I tried to go to sleep, and then Charlie woke up at 12.30. We were up to, like, one, some, so, like I said, I didn't get a lot of sleep. But you did the best that you could. I am fully caught up. So Jax will be leaving at the end of the show. And I'm going to do like a solo recap because I actually have some thoughts. And I learned this morning that Laura, you know who that is? Yeah, is she a toaster? Yep. I got major toaster energy from her. She's kind of the star of like the the next three episodes. Like okay. it really, it becomes like, it's Laura says this. She says, me, you know, like it becomes well, about Laura. Up until this point, everything that she said, I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I was getting just like toaster queen energy from her. Yeah. So, so confirmed. I spoke to her this morning. 
beautiful. Um, so I'll recap those three episodes where they return from the honeymoons. I, aren't the honeymoons the best episodes? They are, but things just like went downhill so fast and you can really tell like how much everyone's drinking. And I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster. You know, what's so funny. This was the first time I've watched the show where I really realized that and thought that a lot of the people in the pods and on the honeymoons, like were drunk for like a great portion of the, of the experiment. You also said that Matthew had put out a statement. Not a statement. He like left an Instagram comment. He was getting like a lot of hate and Matthew's like irrelevant now. Like, right, he's not he, on the show. No, but in the first like one or two episodes, he was a main character and he was acting really weird and just kind of off. And he did write a comment um because I guess he was receiving like a lot of backlash, just being like a little bit of context that wasn't spoken about and maybe could help color why you guys thought I was like acting so strange is because I live a sober life. I don't drink and there's a lot of drinking. That's why they have those gold cups. That's what they're known for. Right. Um, a lot of people didn't know and they and I spoke to I spoke about it in the pods, he said, but it was never aired that he lives a sober life, and so that's just can give a little context as to why you maybe thought he was like acting strange or just like it's a piece of the puzzle that we didn't know and they should have shared that. Um, but this was the first season I've watched where I'm like, damn, there's like a lot of alcohol on this show. Yeah, and when everyone's drinking, like charged up meeting for the first time, this party is just like getting really weird fast. And the thing is, because I'm not caught up, I can't like read what other people are saying. I so I don't know if like things that I'm thinking are- Okay, what are you thinking? So like 80s flirting with everyone, Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I didn't take it that way. I thought like everybody was just kind of taken by AD. They were, but like when she was talking to Jimmy. That was a flirty conversation. She was being flirty. Um, Your thoughts on all the other couples. And then of course, the big thing that everyone's talking about was like the reveal with, it was really painful, the Jimmy-Chelsea reveal. So my thoughts on the couples, I feel like the ones that we didn't see that much of in the pods are the strongest. Like, like Laura and Jeremy. Jeremy. They were, like when they were on their honeymoon. I was like, these two people are perfect together. But now all of a sudden, like Sarah Ann till 5 a.m. in the preview. No, but also like bean dip. Oh, but that that's weird. Drunk. Yeah, drunk. That's true. It's that's true. That's drunk. Like fighting. People like not one, understanding social cues and two, like taking things in a way that's just like drunk, stupid behavior that wouldn't happen if people weren't drinking. Yeah. But yeah, that was really dumb. Yeah. It was just like weird. Weird, because yeah. weird things happen when you're drinking a lot with people that you all used to date each other. What do you think about Clay and AD as a couple? So I thought that they were so solid and so well-matched, but then this is why I thought when AD was talking to Jimmy, she was like, Clay's a lot. Like, I didn't, I knew he was going to be a lot, but when I would go into the pod, and it was a lot for a moment, and then I left the pod, but now right. it's like a lot all the time. And she was kind of, I felt like she was saying, like, you know, opening the door for like, it's not the greatest because she was like making eyes at Jimmy. Can I say one thing that like, is like a little bit of a spoiler, but like really sure. not of anything important. I've been, it's like the vibes have been spoiled with like Megan Fox and everything. So it's just something small. There's a lot of conversations between Clay and AD in these first three episodes. And he acts so bizarre in like half the scenes and his like eyes are bulging and it feels like he just took an Adderall and he goes on like these crazy tangents. And it's just like, I look up and I'm like, we're still watching this conversation. And he's just like all over the place. And then she has a conversation with one of the guys and is like, yeah, when I was with Clay in the pods, like he either talks a lot or not at all. And like people were just like commenting on his behavior. And I really feel like he's on Adderall. Very possible. Like, because he's just like so chatty, so high speed. And then like random tangents. And I was wondering if anybody else was noticing this like incredibly bizarre behavior. And I think that's what she meant when she was like, he's a lot. Got it's it. like a lot of monologues. Oh, and I also feel like he has a lot of confidence, you know, his say his ego and it's like the clay show all the time. So yeah, that is a lot. He's but like one of those like like alpha males. The way she was saying it to Jimmy was just, you know, in a way like, hey, Suggestive. things aren't perfect are over here. Yeah. Also, um, what Clay said to her about like, you know, 
the way the gym oh. has happened a huge conversation death like oh my god that was really crazy really like that's what me and ben said when we recapped a few days ago we were like with clay and ben actually said this and it's so true clay is like actively going through therapy and like growing up in this process and it's kind of confusing but it's endearing sometimes but then he'll say something that takes you back like like the weight thing goodbye like it, it just undoes all the goodwill he he earned yeah and it's like if you're actively going through therapy and bettering yourself like that's not the perfect time to go on a reality show to enter a relationship enter into a marriage yeah 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 but overall like I think he seems sweet and Mm -hmm. yeah aside from that conversation but he also seems like he learns he understands pretty quickly when he's like wrong for something so oh what are your thoughts on Johnny and Amy blonde blonde man long hair and Amy Brunette oh, Puerto Rican. Yeah, this, so they're like a couple that we didn't see too much of in the pods, but seem really solid in the honeymoon stage. Like I think that he's really into her. Mm-hmm. She's into him, not as much, but growing. She's trepidatious. She, yeah, and it, it seems like he's not her usual type, but he's a like an attractive person. So she's just like learning to become attractive to something new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts. I will put them at the end of this episode when Jackie leaves. And then, of course, the. Oh, the reveal. No, no. Just like oh. the couple of the season. The name on everybody's list. Jimmy and Chelsea. The reveal was really, really, really strange. I'm finding the reveal I actually felt like was okay. I'm finding like the honeymoon really hard to watch because she's so insecure. And like on the one hand, he's saying everything that a person that's in love with you should be saying. Like, I love you. I'm the happiest person here. We're I feel the 100%. And- I feel like there's a part of me that like doesn't believe him. Of course, I feel. What, but what, that's also because like I know Jess. So when I watched the honeymoon episodes, the 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 discourse online was like Chelsea's insecurity is ruining this relationship. Yes. And yes, while that could be true, how I perceived it was like he's saying all the right things. She doesn't believe him. We don't believe him. I feel like he's lying and therefore gaslighting her, being like, "No, what are you talking about? Everything's fine." The thing is, her insecurity is ru- ruining the relationship. She does have like reason to be insecure because there's something missing from him. And I don't like, would she have been this insecure with Trevor? No. Constantly being like, you love me? Are you happy? No, because that's the thing. What do you think of me? About that like whole love square. Trevor and Chelsea were a perfect match. Chelsea and Jimmy are not a perfect match, but Jimmy then choosing Jess, they're not right for each other either. No, I don't think Jimmy is mad enough, man enough for Jess. I don't think there was really anyone on that cast that I currently know, because there was a lot of guys I never introduced us to who would have been right for Jess. Yeah. But she is like obsessed with Jimmy and and I think that continues to be a thread throughout the show. So She's still obsessed with Jimmy even though he didn't choose her? Yeah. Oh, that's that's surprising. because I feel queen like- behavior. What? It's not queen behavior. And he's so small compared to her. Like she's wasn't at, he was giving her nothing in the pods, but still she like made excuses for him and rolled with it and was patient with him. And then he didn't choose her. And I feel like she would be the type to be like, well, then you're a dumb piece of, and the thing is, I don't, Jimmy is like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he's who just deserves her needs in her life. Yeah. I think like Jimmy got screwed in a sense. And I don't see Jimmy as the villain in all this. I think like, he was really aware that this whole thing was being televised. I think he probably would have chosen Jess if she didn't have a kid, but like that was something he was not into. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make you a bad person because you don't want to date someone with kids. I just want to say that. Um, so in order to not look like a prick, he went with Chelsea to be like, well, I did not choose Jess because of her kid. I chose her. I didn't choose her because I was in love with Chelsea. Then he got himself into this other situation where he chose Chelsea. 
He doesn't appear to be like really into her at all. But then things change in the next three episodes that I will talk about at the end of this episode because now I feel more confused than ever. Okay. And also he got screwed again because he chose Chelsea thinking, okay, I'm going to choose the childless Megan Fox. Right. Right. So that's the first six episodes recap. If you're looking for the first nine episodes recap, it'll be at the end of today's episode. And I will work overtime to finish watching. They were the really episodes. good. They were really good last night. And honestly, like we, I watched with Ben and Zach, your husband and my husband, and Zach Shapiro too. This applies to. They are obsessed with this show. I've told you, it's my husband's favorite show on television. I think Olivia and Shapiro put their kids down like early. They were like, we got to get these kids to bed so we can watch all this Well, last night was a big night for watching. And I wanted to say, I feel like typically on Love is Blind, when there's a love triangle or a square, everyone chooses like a person so that everybody gets engaged. And then on the honeymoon stage, like these couples are like interfighting almost Mm -hmm. like even with Jessica and Barnett. Yep, Amber. Amber, like she did get with Mark and they were all in... Right, honeymoon stage. The other people are not involved. Usually all four make it to the next phase and then from there they can like switch around. Yeah. So it's, I would have loved for that to happen. Right, and what's interesting is how they all, and this isn't a spoiler, how like some of the people who had like, you know, lovers that they left behind, how they get in contact with them. It's not like, there's not like an, uh, I was surprised that one person who, who connected with their ex, like, she DM'd him on Instagram. Well, that's not, it would be DM on Instagram. Then they also have meetups. So, and they all like live in the same town and they now have mutual friends. Cause it's like, think about Laura, who's a part of the group of yeah. couples is best friends in real life with Jess. So I bet Jess could find Jimmy's Instagram mm-hmm. from Laura's following. We need to have lunch with Jess and Laura. Done. I'm obsessed with them. Well, they all live in Charlotte. I, I was trying to figure out for the first couple of episodes, what city they chose. I like that. They always choose the same city because then it makes it realistic for the couples who get married. Um, and I like Charlotte. I feel like Charlotte's, um, it's one of my favorite places. And it's also like, I feel like everyone there is really normal. So I think it was a good selection. I also am just always interested to see where they end up living. Like what is like the young married apartment building for young couples? And it's like this cute, they do townhouses this year. They did like a townhouse style kind of last year. Yeah, what was last year? No. When, in, when they were in PNW. Remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And also I want to say like, the city is reflective of the crop of people you get. And people, I'm sorry, and I know we have toasters in like the Seattle Pacific Northwest and I'm sure you're like cool and normal, but the general like gist of like culture of people in that region is like freaks. Like, you know, it's like very like- No offense. It's Chaz, right? It's lawlessness, it's purple. Like it's very like, woo. So we got freaks when we were in Portland slash Seattle. Sorry, we did. And I, what I remarked when I went to Charlotte was everyone was cool as fuck. Like, I really like Charlotte. Very normal people. And actually, so far, everybody seems to be, like, kind of normal. And when you go to their houses, nobody lives like a freak. Like, everybody had, like, normal houses, normal jobs. I was like, okay. Like, it was giving normal. I also feel like it's a religious crop. Oh, I don't. It's I don't think so. Oh, really? I feel like there's a lot of talk about God. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Charlotte is a religious. Oh, no, I mean, in this, there's a couple, like. No, just Brittany and Ken. No, but, um. I, there was a couple people who have like just talked about like God's role. I feel like the that's like God. I feel like that's like what everyday people like who are like reli- not even religious, just like people who believe in God. Like, yeah. I feel like we're always like people are always talking about God. Okay. Like that doesn't make you like religious. I mean, he's like the biggest thing. Capital H I M. Kind of his biggest scandal. Totally. What about as big as OJ? <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Um, so all that to say, I think the season is so good. 
because uh, I think the city they choose really matters. Mm -hmm. Like when they did Atlanta, which I think was the first season ever, Lauren Speed, like we got good people. Like Atlanta's like a cool place. Mm -hmm. The place really matters. They've done Chicago. They've done Dallas. Did they? Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. And that I feel like was a good season too because I feel like just chill normal people live in Dallas. Yeah. Was that Bartice? I don't know if I watched it actually. Because Whatever. Like, who, I, did I, yeah. Also to say, Charlotte was a very good choice, I think. I love Charlotte. Yeah, so it's it's been great. So I think we should dive in because yeah. we still have five stories and then my, you know, non-episode your, your recap. Your follow-up recap. Yeah, my F-U-R, my fur. So without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Macy's. Heads up, Easter is happening early this year. So get ready for the Easter Bunny on Sunday, March 31st. So everything you could possibly need for Easter, whether it comes to your clothing or are you hosting family? Are you going somewhere else and you need a gift? You can get anything you need for this holiday season at Macy's from pastel outfits to the whole for the whole family to brunch ready serveware. Macy's has you covered. Macy's also has Toys R Us Easter basket goodies. So from books to stuffed animals and even slime, you can find it all in store and online at Macy's.com. I feel like Easter is one of those holidays where you just need a lot of stuff. Like if you're having people over, a lot of kids, everybody needs to look their best. We're going to church. We're having people over. We're dying eggs, like outfit changes. It's just one of those holidays that requires a lot of stuff. So shopping at Macy's where you can get absolutely everything top to bottom, beauty, clothing, home goods, dinnerware, linen napkins, whatever you could possibly need. I think Macy's is probably your go-to, your best bet for holiday shopping this Easter season. So head over to Macy's.com. That's M-A-C-Y-S dot com. Macy's is also committed to empowering the next generation to create a brighter future for all. And that's why they're supporting UNCF, an organization that funds scholarships for students at historically black colleges and universities now through February 29th. Help Macy's and UNCF continue their impact by rounding up your purchase in store or donating online. Get excited to give back and learn more at Macy's.com slash purpose. That's Macy's, M-A-C-Y-S dot com slash purpose. P-U-R-P-O-S-E. Today's episode is also brought to you by Nutrafol. Hair thinning is complicated. The problem is it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your hair, like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. With Nutrafol's hair wellness quiz, you can get your personalized hair health plan today. So Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It has over a million, they have helped over a million people See thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I am one of those people. I experienced really bad hair shedding for the first time in my life. My hair has never been a problem for me. I've had a lot of other problems, but my hair has always been like a security blanket of sorts. And last year when I went on my health journey, I lost a lot of weight and my hair started to thin and and shed basically. I had a lot of like scalp visibility up here, like near my ears. And it freaked me out. I went on Instagram and I also just like asked people in my life what to do. I got a lot of recommendations, one of them being Nutrafol. And I... Loved it. Our, our sister Margo's actually on it now too, loving it as well. Um, people have really positive experiences with it. Um, their quiz will determine what underlying root cause is going to help you from is stopping you from reaching your hair potential. For me, it was a, a change in diet. It can be postpartum. It can be stress. It can be a million things. So start your hair growth journey today by taking Nutrafol's hair wellness quiz and get your personalized hair health plan today. For limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off their first month's subscription and free shipping at nutrafol.com slash quiz when you enter promo code the toast take the quiz and get started on reaching your hair wellness goals with Nutrafol today that's Nutrafol n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l.com slash quiz promo code the toast Nutrafol.com slash quiz promo code the toast today's episode is also brought to you by game time you shouldn't have to worry about when to buy tickets for your next big event 
Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. And you can buy tickets in seconds. It literally just takes two taps. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets, so they have deals on tickets right up to the start of an event, even a half hour after it starts. Excuse me, even after an hour after it starts, not me putting that in half. It's the place to find last-minute seats. They also have flash deals, zone deals, and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game time is just one of those apps it's always important to like have on your phone, whether you live in a city where fabulous things go on, you travel a lot, you're in a random city for work. Having it on your phone will A, just help you discover cool things going on in the town that you're in, but also get you the greatest price. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, again, create that account and redeem code T-O-A-S-T for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Say it with me. Guaranteed. Thank you, game time. Our first story, Tailored Swift and Travis Kelsey are reunited in Australia. They enjoy a day out meeting koalas at the Sydney Zoo. I like how Taylor went to the zoo like the day before Travis arrived and obviously like, loved it so much that the minute he arrived, she was like, Travis, we have to go to the zoo. That's so crazy to me because when I saw him when she was at the zoo, I was like, really? like, Oh, really? I feel I, like that's what Australia is like known for. Oh, Koalas and shit. And that guy. I, Steve Irwin. Yeah, like I feel like animals is their, like, their thing. Yeah, maybe I haven't been to a great zoo recently because I was like, wow, she, that's like, who would go to the zoo? No, no. I think the Sydney Zoo is like a big thing. Okay, like cool. I, I feel what you're saying, but I, I, I think you're and wrong. And then to like go again. again. No, but then when I saw she went again, I was like, oh, she loves the zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she must have loved it. It's like the whole koala thing. Also, you just reminded me of something. First of all, I'm just like waiting for, you know, Peta to come for Taylor for going to a zoo because like, you know, animals in cages, et cetera. For sure. But I'm sure she found the most ethical zoo. Yeah. Okay. You just reminded me I saw and I meant to bring this up on the toast I saw PETA's TikTok they were talking about like their latest you know stunt they like do these crazy things and they were boycotting Hallmark I actually need to find it it was so crazy Jackie and I'm gonna give you a million guesses as to why they were boycotting uh, Hallmark like what did Hallmark do okay could be like an animal on the set okay no you're thinking Hallmark channel Hallmark greeting card yes okay what could Hallmark greeting cards... Maybe they wrote an offensive poem. Okay. You're almost there. Ready? Uh-huh. So Hallmark has stopped selling cards that demean chimpanzees. Excuse me? Yeah. According to PETA, they have put pressure for years, including calls and emails from over 50,000 supporters. Chimpanzees may face extinction due to habitat loss and the illegal trade, and clownish portrayals of them can mislead consumers into thinking that the species is thriving when they are, in fact, not. So take action for exploited primates at PETA.org. Like, insanity! So why are they exploited and not thriving? I think like you put chimpanzee on a Hallmark card and I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm no, not no, even going to pretend. No, no, Like the thing is, it sounds like the issue is that the chimpanzees are. Actually facing extinction. Like there's actually like an issue with the chimpanzees. So what's causing the issue? Right. It's not Hallmark. 
No, no, no. Coral Mark is like portraying that chimpanzees are fine when they're not fine. But like, let's tackle the reasons why they're not fine. No, it's a good point. Like you, like when I saw that, I was like, oh my, Jackie's right. Like they're always barking up the wrong tree and like getting no on the worst. No pun intended. Working, working on the worst causes. Like that was, I was shocked. And they like dumped a ton of bananas outside the Hallmark uh, headquarters dressed up as chimpanzees. Like, first of all, that's a waste of bananas. Like. No, that's seriously insane. On a list of one million things right. that are it offensive to animals, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even make the list. It wouldn't make one the one millionth list. Yeah. So you just reminded me. Thank you for the zoo. Well, this would make the top of the list because Taylor Swift loved the visitor of the zoo so much on Wednesday that she couldn't help but take Travis with her to see the animals herself. The lovers received holding hands as they got up close and personal with Australian wildlife during a private tour of the park. Okay, I guess the zoo's a little more fun when it's a private tour. Yeah, and like you don't have to wait in line to hold a koala. And like you probably have like your own photographer so you don't need to like get the, you know, pay $100 to the zoo photographer for some ugly like pale photo of you, you know, with holding you the do koala. It. But you do it. Um, I think the story here is that Travis is in Australia. Not that they yeah. went to the zoo. Um, and I had read that Taylor like sent her jet back for him. It's such a long flight. He stopped over in Hawaii. I think he spent the night in Hawaii and then flew to Australia. I mean, he he's done working. She's been like supporting him this whole time. So it only makes sense that the inverse would occur, but it is just like a really long flight. For- well, he flew commercial or non-Taylor Air to Hawaii. Uh, I, no, I think he flew Taylor Air to Hawaii. Why wouldn't well. Taylor Air take him all the way? I think you need to like stop and refuel. Like, no, but a, she has like a, a Concorde. A Gulf, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, but I'm- Like I read that her, she has like a Bombardier. Bombardier. Yeah. There's no- Bombardier. Bombardier. I read that it flies faster than than you think it flies. And that's why people like can't really track her. Oh, wow. She's like zipping through. Love, love, love. So I feel like he went to Hawaii Delta. Oh, wow. Actually, if he was on Delta, people would have seen him. I think he caught a ride with a friend. Okay. Or he chartered his own plane. He's rich as well. Like, And to go to Kansas City, Hawaii, it's probably like 50 grand. I'm sorry, but those millions, like, they're dwindling. He paid for the suite. Yeah. He literally has like 20 million a year. No, but he's made so much more. We, we, we went into his finances. We know he did very well this year. Yeah. I guess he could afford a flight from Kansas City to Hawaii. For sure. And then Taylor Air picked him up. Yeah. Perhaps. Cute. Yeah. Why did he just go with her? I guess he had a, probably a lot of like work commitments post Super Bowl, like interviews, team stuff, and now he's like officially off for the season. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm sure he'll like probably go with her like for a while. The sh- first show that he's gonna be at, what's today? Is is it today or tomorrow? I can't figure out. Like, well, like the, today is I know, tomorrow I know. over there. It's happening soon, so we'll get like Trav footage at the concert, which is my favorite footage. The zoo is home to more than 4,000 animals, including koalas, kangaroos, and wallabies. Yeah, I saw an aerial footage 4, of Taylor 000. hugging a, a kangaroo. Cute. That's what I mean by like Australia being known for their animals. They have like a lot of wildlife. It's not like the Central Park Zoo. You've seen Oof. it once. You've seen it all. Yeah, and it's like they're animals that I think are, um, what's the word? Is, indigenous. Is, is it weird to use indigenous on animals? No, because that's the meaning of the word. Native. That's indigenous. Okay, they're native to like the- Indigenous to the land. Indigenous to the land. Whereas like, why is a polar bear in the middle of Manhattan at the Central Park Zoo? I don't think he's there anymore, but he was for a while and it was like really dumb. Yeah. PETA. 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 Like I have a cause for you. That's also something I've learned about being an ant that's been actually really challenging for me. And I'm, I think, you know, when God willing, one day I become a mother, I'm going to have to struggle with it as well. Like even a couple weeks ago, like no, a couple days ago, I took Michaela to like some sort of zoo and it was like fucking sad. She was loving it. So I'm like, I'm putting my morals aside for the children. And that's not the first time that it's happened. I did take with Liv 
her kids to Lion Country Safari, which of all the zoos I've been to, that pl- that one was like kind of nice. I actually think the animals there live a nice life. They're like out to pasture. They're not caged. Yeah, and this new place that we went to a few days ago, it said that this was like a sanctuary and these birds were rescued. But then I was reading about this bird that's like indigenous to South Africa. I'm like, and what is he doing in Florida? Like, it just made no sense. Like, I didn't like it. I'm sorry. But I do it for the kids. Oh, she had such a blast. There also aren't any like massive animals there. No, it's like bunnies, goats. It's really not bad. Yeah. So I was attacked by a goat actually at that facility, but I don't want to talk about my trauma today. Classic turdy. Mm So yeah, we'll we'll keep up on their globe trotting ways. It'll be an exciting weekend for content. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of footage. Yeah. And our next story is another Kelsey bit of news. Oh, yeah. Because, no, it's not what you think. Oh. Kylie Kelsey yes. has made her debut at Milan Fashion Week. Now, like, this is a brand taking the temperature on the culture. Like, whatever PR company, American PR company, was responsible for getting her there, like, this is brilliant. But how did they get her there? I don't know. Like, you wouldn't think, like, Kylie that- Kelsey Fashion Week, but the name on everybody's lips this year, like, is the Kelsey's. Right, but... To Milan Fashion Week. Like, Love. that's just shocking. The brand was who? Alberta Ferretti? Yep. It was her first ever fashion show in general, and it was in Milan. Like, you want to start in New York? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously that would have made more sense, but I'm sorry, I love, like, I I just know an American, honestly, probably like a toaster, an American publicist was responsible for this. Love. I love. I'm just so surprised, because this is a scrupled woman. Yeah, yeah, who can't be bought. She won't even wear a Chiefs shirt when her brother-in-law's in the Super Bowl. She will only wear eagles. She's, that's why she wore a red shirt. Yeah, no, I know. But what does that have to do with Alberta Ferretti? Like, I don't know. I just feel like she's so scrupled is what I mean. So to be at like Fashion Week, which is just like a bunch of nonsense. No, she's so scrupled. And like, if I found myself like married to Jason Kelsey in the last year and like all this stuff happened, the Kelsey Bowl, Taylor, like I would do the exact opposite. Of, of course. Everything Kylie Kelsey has done. She is, you're right, so principled, so scrupled, so low-key, so not thirsty, like couldn't be me. Right, so she's so low-key, so not thirsty. There's a million things that she could do, and instead she goes to Milan Fashion Week. Which I actually feel like is not that surprising. <laughs> no, it's, it's the most surprising thing to me. On a list of one million yeah, things, yeah. I think Kylie Kelsey would do it and would not be on the one millionth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually is. But it's a is. sleigh. She's a fashion queen. Obsessed. She the looks gorgeous. The fashion world needs her. Yeah, no, and she is the moment. Like, this was a win for the brand. Yeah. Well, I feel like when it comes to fashion week, like, we ain't ever talking about Alberta Ferretti. Like, that's just not the name on everybody's lips. Now it is. Yeah. And some more Kelsey news that I think you thought I was going to say was that Jason Kelsey did a 5K. Jason Kelsey ran a 5K, like a local 5K to raise money for autism and everybody's just praising him. And I'm focused on the fact that when I saw him running, um, his time was 43 minutes, which like is what we did. We are professional athletes. We're not. I actually think like in like Jason Kelsey probably doesn't run a lot. Like he's really strong, but his job is to block. So he's big, hard to run. I don't think that he like in his training is running miles. By the way, I also think he was raising money for a cause. Like, there's no, it's not great to zip through the race. Like, you want to milk the thing, say hi, shake hands, kiss babies. Yeah. That's going to take up time. Even That's if fair. he could have sprinted the whole thing, I don't think that he would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's, like that. The longer he takes, the more awareness he's drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Love. So, that's the latest fashion news. Love from the fascists. Are you ready for our next story? I am, because you know, I kind of have to pee. I kind of need a lot of things. I definitely need lunch. Oh, what's I actually have lunch plans. Oh my God, yeah. I have a friend in town, so sorry. Like you're on your own for lunch. So that's fine because I have Sakara meals, but like we're not going to 
see if I wanted to come. Oh my God, you are so welcome to oh, come. Oh, am I? Oh, beyond. I think we're also going to play pickleball. Like, would that oh, be of interest fun. to you? I have a lot to do today. You go. I just figured like taking the afternoon off to like lounge around with me no. and my friends was like not something like even in the cards. Like, you know, you're always invited. No, no, no. It's not in the cards. And I know I'm always invited, but then I wasn't invited. I'm like, I wonder if I'm even invited. By the way, I'll, show you, the, I'll show you the text. He was like, does Jax want to come? I'm like, no. Like, I. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I, I always, always, you know. No, I know. If I forget if you wanted to come, you just like get in the car. Like I'm taking your car. Oh, you're taking mine? I don't know. It's like the non-Tesla car available. I like hate the Tesla. Yeah, yeah. But I do want to like cruise up. Like, yeah, just me and my Tesla. Yeah. No, no offense, like not like in your mom car. Yeah. Well, no, you could take the other car because if Zach needs a car, he could take my car. Yeah. But like maybe I will take the Tesla. Without me? You won't know what to do. How we turn the AC on. So true. Um, okay, our next story. What number? Three. Okay. Machine Gun Kelly and Mitzi had a breakdown before getting a blackout tattoo. 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 In his new song, Don't Let Me Go. So the rapper has released a heartbreaking new ballad titled Don't Let Me Go on Wednesday, one day after going viral for posting photos of his torso, arms, and chest covered in fresh blackout tattoos. Fans went wild over the designs, many wondering what he meant with his Instagram saying that it was for spiritual purposes only. So... I'm not really interested in all it, at his song. I had requested this story because if you haven't seen, please Google a photo of Machine Gun Kelly's new tattoo. I don't even know if you can call it a tattoo. I've seen blackout tattoos where people have like part of their wrist just like covered in black, like a couple inches. His hands, arms up to his shoulder, chest, boobs, and other arms like are entirely black. Like just yeah, from solid. His chest to under his breast. And then to his wrists on his arms. And I know that blackout tattoos are a thing. I've seen them in very small doses. And getting three limbs like covered in black, like. Is, is that, it not offensive? Is that black, black chest? Like black chest. that's like literally changing your skin tone. It's yeah. It's like the opposite. It's like the Michael Jackson antithesis. Like, yeah. Or that baseball player. Who did we say? Remember he dyed his skin white. Sammy Sosa. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the weirdest thing ever. I don't like, know that about him. So, like, it's giving that. No, it's like giving, opposite. It's giving black chest. It's giving black arm. Like, what? Yeah, is this not offensive? Are people saying that? You've got your finger on the pulse. Yeah, Sammy Sosa. Okay. This is what Sammy Sosa looks like, like OG. Okay. That's what he looks like now. <laughs> we, by the way, we talked about it on the toast. No, I've never seen that before. In the Long Island City studio. We did. Wow, I remember. Then it didn't stick with me. Because I remember saying, like, this is weird. Like, what do his friends and family say? Like, you're just white? Yeah. And he was, like, he's Dominican. And, yeah, so that's what he looks like. <laughs> like, very, Mike, like, what? that's what Michael Jackson did. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's bleach. Like, you dye your skin tone. It's, like, one of the most socially off things to do. It's just, like, yeah. weird as fuck. Um, and... I don't think Machine Gun Kelly was trying to do, but like an unintended consequence of this tattoo is like half of his skin is a different color. Right. And is that not tone deaf? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, and also painful, question mark? That I think is one of the tattoos you have to like take anesthesia anesthetic for. Really? Anesthetic do you for think it. he did? I feel like he's so hard, he wouldn't. Right, he like drinks his own blood. Imagine like, if his friends knew he took anesthesia to get a tattoo. Embarrassing. Embarrassado. I don't think he did it. I think he suffered... I don't, pain. I don't, like, it's insane. Really? And it's our, it's probably something that had to be done in, like, different stages. Jeez. Ouch. And by the way, That's the, all the I have outline to of the tattoo 
like the parts where it's not colored in, it's a cross. Right. So there's obviously, that's what he was saying in his song, the spiritual element. It's just really crazy. Is he religious? I don't know. And speaking of MGK, you had texted me this and a lot of people want Megan Fox to respond. I mean, everybody right now in the world is talking about Megan Fox. I know. And she's not even a part of it. No, exactly. And by the way, she's not like a deeply private. She's like a thirsty person. She's always in the news. Like, what can it she would be, say? She should leave a comment and just being like, I see it. That's what she should say. Yeah. Or like post like a side by side, like something like it would, first of all, I think it would really um, like alleviate a lot of like the mean spirited things that are definitely being thrown at Chelsea in this moment. It would be, you know, it would be a humanizing moment for Megan Fox. Like I think it would be a W for everyone. Yeah. Except Jimmy. Why? What did Jimmy do wrong in the situation? He didn't, he didn't, he didn't. Like he seriously, didn't. like she shot herself in the foot, Chelsea. She did. And she made this, the reveal something that it didn't need to be. It's true. Because unless it is Megan Fox walking through the door, even if it, you're, look, you're like prettier, like if you're not Megan Fox and yeah. you say the Megan Fox, like it's disappointment. You yeah. need to be the most beautiful person. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree. Like I, she should, she should get involved. Like I think it would be good PR for her. Yeah. Well, yeah, she should capitalize on the moment. Yeah. Just because her name is in every headline. Right. Are you ready for our next story? And she definitely knows about it. What story number is it? Number four. I think the question is, are you ready for our next story, Jax? Because I know you have some of the side. Let her do. I have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Caden Lane, which is my absolute favorite brand for baby clothes. The podcast is sponsored by Caden Lane. It was started in 2005 by a single mom who wanted to create better and cuter clothes, accessories, and keepsakes for her own children and for those special moments you remember. And boy, was she successful in better and cuter and comfier and cozier. Caden Lane is on a mission to make mom's lives easier that shows up in their color me pajamas that help make bedtime fun and enjoyable or hiding extra zips and snaps and outfits to make it easier for moms to get their little ones dressed. Yes, Caden Lane, especially if you are in the bebe stage or newborn stage, it zips from the top and from the bottom. It's the coziest material that you want your baby in. You need nothing beyond Caden Lane at that stage. You see these brands that go viral and wonder if they're worth the hype. Well, Caden Lane is absolutely Absolutely worth the hype. They have over 70,000 five-star reviews. I didn't even know Caden Lane went viral. I found it on my own. I'm happy for you. You're such a trendsetter. Like I took a chance on Caden Lane when I found it. I was I Googled a I wanted a set of cookie pajamas, pajamas with cookies on them. Cookies, yeah. So that like when I was giving milk, it would be like milk and cookies. Cute. And I saw Caden Lane, so I bought them. It was the coziest thing I ever felt in my life. I bought everything that they own. So Caden Lane is your one-stop shop for all newborn, infant, and toddler apparel. Head to cadenlane.com slash toast20 and use code toast20 for 20% off your order. Once again, that's C-A-D-E-N-L-A-N-E dot com backslash toast20 for 20% off and make sure you use our promo code toast20 so they know that we sent you. Yeah, because my goal with this sponsor is to get free Caden Lane for life. So please let them know that we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Thrive Market, our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials and Jackie's order, I believe arrives today and I, there are so many snacks in there no, for I me. literally saw it being walked up to the doorstep. The convenience of getting everything online and then quickly shipped to our doorstep is a huge time saver. We love that they carry brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories so we can use their on-site filters to suit our lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. When we go, we really look for like good snacks that we can munch on that are healthy, that are clean. And that's, I feel like what we have arriving today. I'm like dying for, I need puffs. And it's also a great way to discover brands like you didn't know existed because a lot of the brands on Thrive Market I had never heard of before and now they've become like my go-tos. 
As a Thrive Market member, you're also saving money on every single grocery order. On average, we're saving over 30% every time. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands. When you join Thrive Market also, you are helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. So you become a member, you join, and they give a membership, which is fabulous. So you can feel good knowing that your family is you know, being well-fed, taken care of, and also another family is getting that as well. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash the toast for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash the toast, thrivemarket.com slash the toast. Thank you, La. Yeah, well, Our um, next story is some throwback news. Okay. Because Misha Barton has admitted that she and the OC co-star Ben McKenzie secretly dated during season one of the OC. And I know you're watching the OC right now. I've actually stopped um, it, because we came here. Okay. And then the TV in your room has a Roku, in your guest room, has a Roku. And the only app that doesn't work is Max. It's fine. Oh, yeah. I Ever don't, since the rebrand, they I don't want to watch. Them. I don't want to watch. Ben is really enjoying it because it's his first time watching it. For me, it's a show that actually is not good the second time around, mostly because of Misha. Her character is so annoying and uh, like pissing me off. Um, Having said that, I think her journey with fame is actually really interesting. Has she written a book? No. She should. She should. So the last I heard from Misha was when she was on The Hills. And I loved her. So much. And I found her to be so smart and wise. And Level-headed. She wasn't on the next season. And it was like, I needed more of her. She should do like a full tour. And she probably should have saved going on this podcast for, because she should have done a big memoir and then done all this press. I think it could be like- the, What is she doing press for? Nothing. Oh, like just, just telling Alicia? her story. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like she should really write a book because she obviously like- for anyone who was alive during that time and like was witnessing the Misha Barton extravaganza, like it was crazy. It was unprecedented. It was the biggest show of all time. There was obviously a lot going on behind the scenes. Then she had a really complicated relationship with fame. She actually spoke a lot about how um, on the Hills about how at the time where she was getting so famous, like the biggest, you know, media outlet was Perez Hilton. And he literally bullied her into like suicidal thoughts and he was just awful to her. Um, So there's just like a lot a part of her journey and she talks about it in this podcast too and I think like a a book would probably be huge for her yeah like I enormous she's also incredibly smart like I I think it would be really insightful yeah so I don't know why she hasn't done a book I don't know I think she's just getting her bearings you know yes. like just trying to like live a happy peaceful life yeah uh so now knowing that Ryan and Marissa dated in real life well, it's important to keep in mind, she says that they like dated secretly. She lost her virginity to him. She was 17. He was 25. That's what I was going to say. Um, that's like gross. Who? But is it gross on also like the casting? Oh, that's like a good point. They were having to kiss for work. It's actually like facts. They wouldn't know each other. It's not like he sought her out as a 17 year old. Like they were already being romantic. It's like actually such a good point. Like. How is that not like against the law? It really should be. To have a minor. If it wouldn't be a, cons- a legal relationship, it shouldn't be one just ethically, you know, like. Yeah. But also forcing majors and minors to kiss. Majors and minors to kiss. It's like a really good point. Yeah. Like where's the accountability on the casting director? And like, so at that point it's like, and I don't know if Ben McKenzie went on to date younger girls. That's not something that I think no, is true about ben him. Ben McKenzie went on to 
impregnate an, an, another co-star in Gotham. I think she's actually older than him. And they like got married and like settled down. I think they're still oh, together. Yeah. So like this isn't a Ben McKenzie like trend. Gross thing that he did. Like the girl that he was paired up with. <laughs> no, it's. By other people. To make out with. Yeah, that he fell in love with. And by the way, is Misha. Like she's so. So stunning. Um, another thing that she spoke about on the podcast that I thought was interesting was, you know, she, spoiler alert if you've never seen the show. So just hang on, okay? Mm. she is you know killed off the show and they talk on the podcast about uh, like the decision behind that like was that your decision she kind of like alluded to the fact that like there was a lot of tension between her team and the show she was really hot like not physically um like in industry industry and there were all these opportunities that she could not do stan lee was writing like a comic book series for her she could not do any of it because she was tied down to the show and that is how it works but there was a lot of tension between her team and i think that she was very isolated from the cast and she wasn't like friends with people and so when it came time the show needed a shake up it was like very clear that it was going to be her so she wasn't like kicked off the show but she was let go because of like the circumstances in which she found herself it wasn't like this like she she got she had she had to go I always thought she wanted to go. That's She made it seem like she didn't. But I don't think she was unhappy that they let her go. I don't know if that's a narrative that was out there. Like, I felt like, and clearly this isn't true, but the way that I saw it was like she didn't want to do the show anymore. But maybe if she had all those opportunities, maybe that's not untrue. Like, yeah, she wanted to go do other things. I think they probably both, like, I think they wanted to be rid of her. Like, I think she was difficult to work with, her team. And I think she was probably happy to be let go from the show that, like, gave her the fame. She was huge A-list. And then she had all these opportunities waiting for her. And then what happened? I think she had, and this is why we need a book. Like, because what happened to Misha Barton after? The OC. Nothing. I think she, like, had a, uh, the way that I perceive it is, like, she had some sort of breakdown. The fame, like, it was too much. She was, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess that would be in this episode? Or the book. But is it in the episode? I don't know. Okay. I didn't watch it, sorry. So, maybe I will, now, now I want to hear more. So. Me too. She needs a book. Yeah, I was, but I was in the middle, not to be a traitor. I was in the middle of good guys. Are we going to come up with a name for Misha's book? Misha's memoirs? Mishwars. No. Memoirs of a Misha? Memoirs of a Misha, like, actually is pretty good. But something like Misha, memoir, something maybe like OC, like. Yeah, like something iconic from the OC. That she said. What did she say? A whole lot of annoying ass shit. She was always just like running headfirst into danger, like recklessly. Yeah. And drunk. Drunk. Yeah. Well, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah. Switching gears to something that is plaguing the nation right now, which is that nationwide cell phone outages yes. are preventing most calls, some even emergency calls. Right. So it started with AT&T, but it's, a lot of networks now are down. Verizon and T-Mobile are also suffering service issues. I have not been affected. Have you? I had not been affected yet. Like, no. I only know about the story because I read about it, not because I experienced it. Yeah. And, like, this is weird. Yeah. It's just, like... What do you think? It's giving, like, nefarious actors? You, do I think it's giving bad faith actors? No, I think it's giving incompetence. Ooh. And I just think, like, when you're at the helm of multi-billion dollar companies such as Verizon and AT&T and your service is so integral to day-to-day -day life like do better yeah but how I don't know why would more than one if like just one 
party is being dumb. Then it's giving. Why like, is it affecting yeah. the others? It's giving like hacker. Yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, is like what I've learned just by being like a, a conscious adult is like my data is not private. Like every, like every tech device service that I use is like constantly failing me. And I think this is just emblematic of that. You think they're in it for your data? This one, this this outage? No, no. But I think maybe there was a hacker who stole my data. Like in this, even though like I haven't really been affected. So maybe I wasn't like a part of the, the hack. Like maybe mm-hmm. they didn't steal my, maybe my information is not interesting to them. Even though I'm like incredibly interesting. Like I don't want to tempt them or anything. But like if you're going to steal someone's information, like let it be mine. I'm so fascinating. You think that yours is worth stealing? I mean, who's stealing it? If it's somebody who's really into gossip, then yeah. Like there's a lot. <laughs> in my phone that you're going to be interested in. If you're looking for like nudes, I'm not your girl. Oh no. Or if you're looking for government secrets. Also not your girl. Not your girl. Um, But if you're looking for like interesting things to talk about with your friends, like my phone is- You're looking for tea. Yeah. My phone is chock full of tea. So I guess it just depends who's doing the hacking. Yeah. What their intentions are. And the fact that they didn't choose me, like they're obviously looking for government secrets and I don't have that. It's giving government secrets. You hate to see it. We need like a password journal. Literally. Those password journals like that people, well, not even people, sorry, Margo Ashray had growing up were so insane. Like, and Margo was so crazy, you guys, about her password journal. We, I didn't have one. Like it was just Margo, right? Right. But I think a and password was, journal is, an, is a nice thing. Yeah. For a six-year-old, it's like, what are you hiding? She wasn't six. What was she, 10? 12. So the password- Not about hiding, but I think having at that age something for yourself, as long as like- No, it had like a secret compartment in it too. It was really crazy. Like I feel like kids were hiding crack in there. Like I really do. do. I would love to know now. And I actually don't even think she would tell us. That's how personal it was. Like what the hell Margo was- I think it was her thoughts and feelings. So it was one of those voice activated ones where like you could only open it. The journal would not open unless it was Margo's voice saying the password. So- I forget what her, I don't even know what her password was, but it was probably like Sneetches, you know, and Sneetches. And then it would open and we would like always try to crack into it. And maybe that's why she needed it because we were so goddamn annoying. But we were only annoying because she was so crazy about it. Yeah. And then in the back of the journal, there was this other secret compartment, I think that had a key where you could put physical things in, like crack. We'll ask her what was in the physical things. Maybe now she would tell us the contents of the journal. No, I don't think she would. But it was so protected. We never got in there at CIA. The CIA couldn't have gotten in there. Like, that's how crazy she was. And she would hide it in, like, different parts of the house. Yeah. Maybe she needs to join the CIA. But, like, that was, like, a crazy moment in time. Yeah. Sweet snitch. But you're also something about Turdy. She's anti-journaling. I'm actually not. You're not? You were at one point. Okay, well, I think journaling is circumstantial, first of all. I'm not anti-journaling, actually, at all. Um, I just feel like, a lot of people use journals to like mask like mental illnesses and like rage issues. Well, people and use like, a lot no, of and, things. And, and, and they also, I think they use it as like a weapon against like, well, I can't, I'm not a bad person. I journal. Weapon and it's like, well, against self-improvement. Yeah, right. No, and it's like, I actually think there could be more conducive ways for certain people. I think journaling is circumstantial. I think there could be more, you know, productive ways for certain people to improve themselves that have nothing to do with journaling. And I think a lot of people use journaling as a band-aid. That's what I'll say. Interesting. But not everyone. And actually, like, a close friend of mine who recently, like, went through a lot was journaling and, like, telling me about how it, you know, really helped them. And then actually asked me to read the journal to uh, strengthen our bond, like, about what they were. And it was, like, it was actually beautiful. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll tell you about it later. 
And I'm sure you were so excited to read someone's journal. Well, so what happened was, <laughs> let me tell you, we were on a trip together and I went to their room to like have a drink before we went and their journal was out. I was like, oh, I didn't know you journal. And they were like, yeah, because they had recently went through something and they were like, I have found it to be immensely helpful. I'm like, that's so great. And I really wasn't being judgmental because actually this is the type of per person who I think would be really circumstantially help could be helped by journaling and they were like actually like I think you should read it and I'm like really like me I'm dying I'm like, Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm like I'm like trying not to say anything to ruin it and change our minds I'm like okay like sure 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 and just like a certain portion um and I actually thought like it was beautiful and it was it brought you together well I felt very um honored like I would not let and if I actually had a journal where I put like my true, true deep, dark thoughts, like about everyone, Never. Not, I wouldn't even let God read that Never. shit. Like, I couldn't even put it down. Like no. it's too personal for even the journal to see. Agreed. No, no. Making my crazy ass thoughts tangible is never going to happen. Yeah. Like I'd be lying to my journal. But speaking of, and it's actually a perfect segue to your final recap, but when Jess gave Jimmy the letter to her future husband- yeah. I feel like he shouldn't have opened it. Yeah. And that's when he should have been like, I'm not. Before listen, I do even, this. Well, he could even have said like, I don't feel comfortable opening this until I've made my decision to, to read that. And also at that point, like he knew he had a daughter. He knew Megan Cox was yep. in the other room. Like he knew it wasn't going to be her to read that. It wasn't for you. Agreed. Now. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So you can go. Love ya. Bye. Miss you guys. Don't have too much fun without me. Bruno, stay or go? Should I stay or should I go? Bruno goes. No, no, no. Bye, Brunello. Love you. Don't go far, Jax. No, we... I'm going to go try on your jeans. Oh, yeah. They're in the um, Abercrombie shopping bag. They're not hard to find. Okay. So the three remaining episodes were so good. Bye, Jax. So good. And I really want to start out talking about Johnny and Amy, who I feel like have been like a sleeper couple. They're like so uninteresting. But this particular episode was fucking weird because it's like, um, hi, Johnny, have you ever heard of a condom? And like, I hate that he's like making this whole big thing about her not being on birth control. Like, it's a choice. Like, I've never been on birth control. Like, I feel like he, and he kept saying like, it's not on the woman, but like him making such a big deal about it. It's like, well, you're like kind of making it seem like it's Amy's fault and that's why you don't like want to have sex with her. Also, like I understand like being safe, and not having sex until you figure out birth control. And there are these things like called condoms and I don't know why he's refusing to talk about it. And like, he's gonna get a vasectomy before he puts on a condom. But like, I feel like he's so afraid of having kids. Like, okay, you're technically engaged to this person. Like, is it the worst thing in the world if you guys have a kid? Like, he seems so afraid of it that I'm like, what is going on here? Like, there's one thing to be safe. It's another to be like petrified. And that's what I feel. So I actually thought their meeting of the families when his sisters came over was actually really cute. And I enjoyed that. And I can't get a read on whether she likes him or not. He definitely likes her. Um, but this was the first episode where I'm like, I feel like maybe they won't get married. This was the first episode where I'm like, I feel like none of these people are going to get married. Because in the preview, it's clear that only three weddings are happening. Chelsea. Now, Zach Weinrib thinks that because in the preview, they only showed the bride, that Chelsea actually ends up having a wedding with Trevor, which I actually didn't think was a terrible idea. Um, wait, who's the other? I have Johnny and Amy. We see her in a wedding dress. And A.D. and Clay. So there's five couples remaining. As of these last three episodes, actually only four because Ken and Brittany broke up. And then I don't think Jeremy and Lauren have a wedding. So that's three weddings. And I actually feel like none of them are going to get married, which I don't think has ever happened, but would be interesting. Now let's talk about Kenneth and Brittany uh, breaking up. That to me was shocking, but he did get home from the honeymoon and like start acting weird. Like what the hell is he doing on his phone? 
a lot. Like he's a middle school principal. And then a whole conversation about him waking her up at one in the morning. Like you wake me up, you're dead. And he was just kind of like gaslighting her into being like, well, you didn't want to be intimate with me when I woke you up at one in the morning when you had to wake up three hours later. So I feel like you don't want to be intimate with me. Now he actually was onto something because she did admit like she's struggling. There's no like real craving for her to be intimate with him. And she feels like that's a problem. And I feel like it was actually a really healthy breakup. I feel like he actually was done with her. And then she, I think, was giving more of herself to the relationship than he was. He kind of like gave up when they got back from the trip. He was just like not into it anymore. Um, and like going out late at night and like being on your phone a lot. It was giving like shady behavior. And I think it's probably best that they put it to bed. But I did feel at one point like they were the strongest couple. So now I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't really have faith in any of these couples. So we're down to four. The big moment was Queen Laura doing queen-like things. Her conversation with Jeremy was so gorgeous. I feel like she is a person I would never want to get into a fight with. She seems like she's really good with words and she's like low-key manipulative. But in, in, in this situation, it was a good way because she let Jeremy just like dig his fucking grave about his location, where he was, what time, not knowing that she actually was watching his location the entire time. It was perfect. It was gorgeous. I loved it. And she annihilated him. And like Sarah Ann is a bad faith actor. And you know what? Like she was onto something. She, I thought she was being like a little dramatic in the beginning episodes about the DM. Like him just liking it and like putting it to bed, acknowledging it. Like could he have handled it like a little bit better? Yes, but I didn't think he did anything wrong. But you know what? A woman's intuition because she was onto something because he knew that Sarah Ann was going to be at the bar and he should have went home. But he didn't. What did he do? He hung out in the parking lot with her and then went somewhere until 5 a.m. Like, he knew when he was going to that bar that there was, like, going to be, you know, ah! oh, my God! What are you doing? Oh, my God. I can't be on this show anymore. The way so don't. So the way, don't. The way that you scream. Oh, my God. You scared the shit out of me. Where were we? Where were you? I was talking about the conversation between Laura and Jeremy. How she really handled it like a queen. She like let him like lie, 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 and then said, boom, actually, I watched your location the whole time. Look, anybody that spells Jeremy with an <laughs> A is a huge red flag. Agreed. J-E-R-A-M-Y. What are you, nuts? Agreed. <sighs> He's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. And I'm sorry, that's just no bueno. Especially, you, you can't spend more than... Two days being Without, monogamous? It's so true. It's such a red flag. And this Laura Ann, she's... By the way, I spoke to her this morning. She's a toaster. She's amazing, her this Laura Ann. Her, her conversation skills were actually like killer. This Laura Ann, <laughs> I really want to eat it. I was going to say she's a homewrecker, but she's a toaster. No, no, no. Sorry, you're you're thinking of two... You're the Sarah Ann and Laura. Sorry. Okay. Laura, the fiance, is the toaster. I haven't spoken to Sarah Oh, Ann. oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So what I was going to say is Sarah Ann's a homewrecker. Yeah, of course. Laura's a toaster. By the way, that totally makes sense. She yeah. was giving toaster energy. Yeah, we thought we she were, was. we were looking her up. We were wondering, we we're like, she kind of feels Jewish. That feeling we were thinking Jewish? No, we were wrong. Close. Toaster. Closer. 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 Now, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, did you hear Weinreb's theory? No. So in the pre previews, we see three weddings. Can you sit? In the previews, we see three weddings. And one of them, we see Chelsea as a bride, but we don't see who the groom is. And he thinks that it could be Trevor, not Jimmy. Um... By the way, that's like not like a good call. Like that's obvious. Like every trailer they've been showing us is her and Trevor talking and her screaming at Jimmy that he fucked Jess. Jess. So like that's not like a groundbreaking call. Oh, okay. You're just jealous because he made a good call and like you did. No, it's just not groundbreaking. Okay. Like I, I totally agree. Like Chelsea and Jimmy are a mismatch. Jimmy's been gaslighting us nonstop. 
Of course, we're supposed to think now that Jimmy loves her, well, but so, everything that they're showing us is, oh, they're they're showing us- uh, No, let's not talk about the preview, because let's talk about how you and I were both really confused in these last three episodes, because for the first time ever, actually, it kind of felt like Jimmy really was into Chelsea. For sure. They've been fucking a lot. For sure. Um, He's like, seems to be like happy, and it feels incongruous with everything we've seen thus far. Yeah, it's- Here's the issue. Here's the main issue. The main issue uh, is that uh, I totally lost my train of thought with Bruno. No, Bruno's pissing me off. Like, just, okay, can you sit? Yeah, like he won't sit down. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's decent. Um, do you already talk about Jimmy like bringing two girls? No. Oh my God. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay. Jimmy's friends are two, two girls that he met within the last years two years. So the red flags were like the people that he wanted to introduce his fiance to were both girls. Like. You know, people can be friends, but like, it's weird. And she was like, how long have you known them? And he said, two years. So it's like, is, are those your only friends? Are those possibly the only friends that wanted to be on TV? Which could have been the case, so we have to give them a little bit of grace. But if those were like your only friends. No, you're right. It's a red flag. You're right. Those were probably the two that were most eager to go on the show. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. You have to keep yeah. that in mind. But it was weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. Right? Um, Yeah, I don't know. There, There's just like a lot of weirdness. Like, I keep going back and forth where I think that Jimmy is doing absolutely everything that he can to convince Chelsea that she is loved and she just won't take it. She was so annoying in these episodes. So in like the, in the like first the, couple episodes. Jimmy was so right that she was clingy. Yes. Couldn't have been clingier. When she was being um, insecure, like in Mexico, I actually thought like he was giving her reasons to be insecure. Like she was coming off annoying, but her questions were valid. Like he was saying one thing, but then doing another. In these episodes, I actually felt like he was more invested in the relationship than ever. And she's still asking these questions and she was starting to piss me off. He spent the whole day with her friends, but- he didn't spend enough time with her that day? No, and it's like- It was the same day. She kept telling her friends and then she said to him, like, you haven't kissed me today, you haven't kissed me today. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then he's like, wait, yes, I have. Three times. No, but even if he hadn't, you spent the whole day with his friends. What do you want? Yeah, no, and he's also, these people are back at work now. A lot of them have like remote jobs. Wait, wait also, haven't kissed me today. Didn't she, Didn't they say that they had sex? Hold on. What the hell? No, like she, they're really confusing me. No, like just because she has a weird work schedule, the man has a nine to five. It's very clear. I was he glad went to off, see. He worked. He left in the morning. He came back at night. They were there at night. They kissed at night. He met the friend somehow in the middle of the day. They had sex in the middle of the day. By the way, his employer is really can't. No, the timeline is like confusing. I never know what we're watching. You know, what day? Yeah. yeah. Are these different days? Because they go from couple to couple. It seemed like that was the same day. Um, Ad and Clay. Ad met his mom, and they had this like really weird fight. In front of his mom and sister. The mom is a sage. The the sister was like asking very pointed questions, like kind of like felt like they were like like attacking her her line of work mm. because he's more busy than she is. And mm-hmm. it's like he has his own business. She works different hours and she's actually not back at work yet because she obviously took time off for the show. And I don't know, I felt like they were just like kind of um like degrading her not degrading, like demeaning, belittling her work compared to him. Yeah. And why are they having that fight in front of his mom and sister? Yeah. Um, I don't know, because it's a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, I also, I think that was the first time that she told us that she was a bottle girl, right? Yeah, I knew she was a cheerleader. I knew that she was a cheerleader, but then we we now found out what she does. No, because it said her her job, I think, is realtor. Yeah, she's a realtor. And on the side. On the side. And, and I think she hopes to do real estate full time. And... Uh, VIP bottle bottle, bottle uh, service ver- service uh, at night, and uh, it's just interesting that she would be so. Like I, I remembered thinking, why, why is she so upset that 
he didn't sleep home two out of the seven nights when he was just sleeping closer to his job and they only met like a week before. But it's not unreasonable for her to want her fiance to sleep at home. And that's what I didn't like. Like his mom was just taking his side, but like, she's not wrong. Like we're engaged. Yes. They only just met, but they are engaged and your fiance sleeps at home. Sorry. Yeah. But what if his job is far away? You're allowed to travel for work. Too bad. I mean, too bad. Too bad. No. Um, I, I just, like AD. They're, this is just weird. I want to do a, a prediction of who do you think gets married at this current point? We have four couples remaining. Who knows what's going on with Laura and Jeremy? I don't think they have a wedding. But of the three, do you think who do you think will get married? Because I'm going to say, and I said this earlier, I think it's none, which has never happened. I think that uh, Freakadeek, what's his name? Which one? No, Freakadeek. Johnny. Johnny and Blonde, Amy, and Johnny and Amy, I think get married and that's it. And that's it. And they're really on thin ice because like Amy's been giving out the entire time that her family just like, it's so judgmental and mm-hmm. like, she's already given that out. Traditional. Like, it's not my fault. Oh, my dad won't let me. I can't. Right. But they're the only ones that like really stand you know, a chance, a chance, but we could see others get married, right? Like Trevor and Chelsea, they're both hunting for love. Yeah. Right? So they could maybe get married. I don't think Jess and Jimmy will. I think Jess is like obsessed with the idea of Jimmy. She finally saw a picture of him. She knows him personally. She saw a picture of him. He's like a normal looking person. So she's like, you know what? Like she thinks there's still a chance. I think she's going to meet him and be wholly disappointed. I don't think they're a match. I think that they could be a match. I no, think that Jimmy's they're not. A, I think that Jimmy's actually a really nice guy. No. Who really does deserve love. And he's being dragged on this show. They're, they're not a match. By an insecure woman. They're not a match. Well, I don't know if they're a match because I haven't seen them talk yet. Right. But. Um, so new episodes, we have to wait a whole week. It's such a good show. And by that time, Jackie will be like fully caught up. So you will you will be out of a job. And I feel like you can't come on and recap Love is Blind without like some big drama happening. <laughs> no, I mean, that was unbelievable. Your screams. <laughs> you people me. don't even know like the no, blood the, curdling. They know. They The toasters know like I'm very easily scared. But like, especially with podcasting, like you cannot come up and, I, like, I cannot open the door slowly you should have knocked I cannot open the door slowly no you can't last night last, <laughs> last night Claudia asked can you uh help me upstairs in the bedroom not one minute later did I come up into the bedroom all of a sudden ah! <laughs> oh really I scared you you asked me to come there I don't even remember that you asked me to come into the room and I scared you I'm gonna wrap up so just sit down do not move your microphone because no, the table I'm, will I'm fall over no, no the table will fall over you want me to leave no thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast and Monday Morning Show where we deliver the fast side stories you need to know every Monday through Friday and YouTube so for watching on YouTube please subscribe subscribing give this video a thumbs up we're also available as podcasts and podcasts if you found us Spotify and just your blog right there hope you guys have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow love ya bye peace